It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Upfront program for uh, this Tuesday morning. I'm Roger Bouchard. It's a Monday through Friday type of thing uh, for me. You know, I say that, but I'm, I'm not... I'm here on Monday, but Dick Bouchard takes over the microphone. We used to be in the same studio together, but I said so little when he was uh, here that I said, why am I sitting here? Why don't I just go home and have a cup of coffee, right? And uh, so that's exactly what I do on Mondays. So uh, Dick is here on Mondays, Tuesday through Friday I'm here. And uh, some Tuesdays, but every Thursday, we um, invite uh, Chris Boulay. Don't be offended, Chris, if we don't invite you on some Tuesdays, right? Because we got other things going. Good, good morning, Raj. Good morning, listeners. And no, I'll never be offended. Uh, twice a week may be too much for some people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, Especially those liberals. Right, uh, no, no doubt about that. Next Tuesday, we have Valerie Gonzalez uh, joining us, council member. And this will be her first uh, radio appearance as a uh, council member. And so we'll be looking forward to her visit. That'll be the council meeting on Monday night. And then she'll be here on Tuesday to chat about uh, what happened the night before. And she is absolutely not a liberal. She's uh, pretty conservative, from yeah. what I understand. Well, we'll find out as time goes on, right? Um, so welcome to our program. And let me uh, give you some of the, um, shall we say, the essentials or the mechanics of the program. It is a talk show. So therefore... Uh, your calls to the program are encouraged. And here are the telephone numbers, 769-0600, 766-1380. You can bring up any topic uh, that you uh, would like. One topic I, I, I thought was interesting, I was listening to a talk show out of Providence last night, a little bit after 6 o'clock, and uh, the guy was, um, was talking about the assault that he expects in the radio industry on what we're doing right now, talk shows. And, um, and so um, that, uh, he predicts, is going to happen with the new uh, government coming in tomorrow. He expects that there will be some new commissioners named to the Federal Communications Commission. They will be uh, probably liberal Democrats. And uh, that um, there may be some new rules and regulations that the Federal Communications Commission would uh, come up with that would um, uh, be introduced to uh, stifle the uh, broadcast uh, industry's uh, talk show radio spectrum. Now, on radio, you can tune into an FM station and there are four-letter words being used about about raping people and uh, all kinds of... Uh, of things that we find disgusting, uh, but that is um, permissible under freedom of expression. So we'll find out whether, in fact, talk radio is different than rap songs uh, when um, the new um, commission gets into uh, the um, into the Federal Communications Commission office. Uh, so that remains to be seen. So enjoy it, Chris, while it lasts, because <laughs> well, you may be stifled. Yeah, it, and it, it's going that way. I don't know if you saw the thing for Project Veritas. Oh, yeah, I know it's going that uh, way. Uh, P PBS, uh -huh. um, they had the general counsel. I don't know if he was looking it up or whatever, but he was saying that all of the Trump supporters, their children should be sent to uh, reengineering camps or retraining camps. Mm -hmm. And he said that um, they ignore the stories against Biden, and he went on and on and on. And were you in uh, you in Radio 1985 when Ronald Reagan, uh, under the direction for the FCC, we almost had to have point-counterpoint. I don't remember those. Yes, uh, there was, um, I think it was called the, uh, in the radio business, called the Equal Time Doctrine. Mm -hmm. um, fairness Doctrine, that's what it was called. And uh, it called for, uh, if you made a, a point, uh, I had to balance it, or you had to balance it yourself. So you could say... I um, I do not like Joe Biden, and uh, and you say why you didn't, and then uh, if you took forty seconds to do that, then you got to come up with forty seconds of reasoning 
why you liked them. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> so it's interesting. And, and I think we're pretty fair here. And no matter what happens in the future, we want to be fair. And we invite the liberal side to call 766-1380-769-0600. Sometimes it's an echo chamber when we're actually talking conservative viewpoints and my phone blows up and, and your phone blows up that people agree with us. But there were 75 million Americans who voted for Trump and they're, they're being disenfranchised and they're being quieted. Uh, Twitter... Uh, they, Project Veritas did that again where they said, well, we're focusing on one account right now, and that's President Trump. But after that is done, we're going to focus on all the conservatives. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the issue where I talk a lot about how impressed I am with Apple and the way they run their company and the innovation and the ethics. But they joined Twitter and Amazon to quietparlor.com. They just shut down the service and on the app, which is where most people get their information, you know, as you're walking around and traveling around, maybe you're not at your laptop, you'll get your information. So Apple has stopped parlor.com uh, from being an application and they're being very, very inconsistent. So I was very surprised that uh, Tim Cook uh, went that way. But you can just see it more and more and more that the Democrats and the liberals They'll only focus on the Bill of Rights and the Constitution when it suits them. Right now, they're trying to get out uh, Ted Cruz and Senator Cruz and Senator Hawley because they wanted a 10-day cooling off and counting period for the election. Mm -hmm. So they're saying that that's an insurrection under the uh, 14th Amendment. Yes. But they forget about the First Amendment, freedom of speech. It doesn't do them any good. They forget about the Second Amendment, right to bear arms. And they forget about the Fourth Amendment from lawful search and seizure by the government when, in fact, it was the Obama administration that was um, spying on uh, the media and spying on reporters, trying to get information on them because they weren't going along with it. So it seems to me that the liberals and the Democrats are only following the Constitution when it suits them, and they selectively pick those things out, and you don't... You know, this is the direction that Obama was going for for eight years. And this is the direction he was taking the country. But now there's so much more media. There's so much more information that average people can just see that it's going a certain way. And it's very obvious. And, you know, Fox News was talking about it last night. And I try to watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, get my information balanced. But they know that every word that they're saying is being watched and measured. And if they can find a reason to kick off Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity, they're going to do it. Oh, yes. Those guys are particular targets, too. Mm-hmm. All right. You may have a comment on that. Uh, the, um, the future of, uh, I would say, uh, uh, not only radio, but uh, television. Uh, in terms of uh, being able to uh, have a free and, um, and uh, shall we say, uncensored uh, comments. Uh, and that uh, looks like it's coming down the road. I mean, uh, you, you know, some, some people say, oh, you're just alarmist. But uh, it's already uh, kind of in the funnel and oh, to be expected. There's, there's no question. And something like Twitter where they've silenced the President of the United States, but the Ayatollah Khomeini can threaten to destroy Israel every couple of months. And the things that they let go on is is ridiculous. And the only way that you can balance these things out is to have competition. So Parler.com was brought on as competition, but it was snuffed out by big tech. That, that is a big, big problem because if you want to be on Twitter, I dropped my Twitter account. As soon as they banned the president, I, I you know, I, I rarely ever used it, but I dropped it. And you need to have competition. And for them to do this is just is unbelievable. It's, un, it's unbelievable. You may have a comment. It is a talk show. And we welcome uh, calls to the program. And uh, we'll uh, grab a call here, and then we'll move on to a commercial or two and some more uh, conversation. Hello there. You're Hi. Coming. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I've got a comment. I'm just wondering what you think about the uh, the phone call that the president placed to the officials in Georgia, wanting them to, uh, quote, unquote, find 11,780 votes, which just happened to be one more vote than Biden got. What do you think of that? Hi, highly, highly inappropriate. You should not have done that. No, no that was... Uh, uh, a bad thing. <laughs> We're not going to. There's no way to defend that. 
no pilot, not defending it. Yeah, and that's part of the reason, I believe, that the Republicans are so upset with the president. Obviously, he's pushed along, pushed along, and he's been very rough around the edges, to say, lately. And then when that call was released, if you paid attention, and I'm sure you did, to the Georgia runoff Senate elections, they were incredibly close. And I think it's a very safe assumption, at least I feel that way, that those elections were thrown because of that phone call in Georgia. You've got a Secretary of State who's a Republican who said he voted for Trump. You've got a governor who said he was voted for Trump. And, you know, I'm, I'm not in Georgia. I do know um, of a situation of people who had their vote stolen when they went to register and went to vote, and they said, oh, no, you've already voted. However, you've got the Republican Secretary of State saying that there are exactly two dead people who voted in Georgia during the presidential election. I can only go by what he says, but no, I think Roger and I have no desire to defend that call. It was highly inappropriate, and it threw the election, in my estimation, uh, to the Democrats for the Senate. Well, that's just uh, one of a number of things that uh, Trump has done, as far as I can see. That uh, certainly, I think Trump's worst enemy was Trump. Yeah, I think we both agree with that too. Yeah, but but again, it, it, we'll 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 agree on it. And again, this is not tit for tat, but B- Biden's not all there. And Biden, the, the way and I'll juxtapose this, and then I'll give you the mic is. But but let me but Biden Biden the president yeah the president the president was impeached because of the Ukraine situation which I think was a stretch Biden actually admitted it on on the so I don't think we've done any better by and I, I think we've gone backwards despite of all Trump's flaws we've gone incredibly backwards by having Biden in the White House all of Trump's many flaws many flaws oh agree we're all flawed people yep, yep there's no question. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Some of them are more flawed than yeah. others, though. I well, think. Yeah. We, we. I think. Uh, I don't know if, we're, if I was talking for Chris, but I think that uh, Donald Trump would be president if it wasn't for Donald Trump. Uh, and uh, absolutely, uh, that's what I just said. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Even yeah. even the coronavirus. Right? He made Matt wearing masks political. I don't understand mm-hmm. how Matt wearing a mask can be political. Mm-hmm. If you go to a doctor and he says you're going to have an operation, you then you go into the operating room. And the doctor says, I don't think I'll wear my mask. I, I don't need it. I'll just operate on you. I'll open you up, and I'll just breathe all over you. Okay. You, I, I agree, but you, you sound like a regular listener, and you've, you've called a few times. Let's let's I shout. Called once about the, uh, I, I called once uh, a few months, a couple months ago. You said you'd vote for Trump more than once if you could. Absolutely. You still would. Yeah. Well, again, if um, we're we're all going to have to speak Chinese, what's going to happen is right now the second most powerful economy, largest economy, is China. They don't play fair. They're gaining on us. So the policies of the president, I agree with almost all of them. The way he approached it, he, he shouldn't have done that. And then. You know, Rogers and you and I kind of agree. Well, he threw himself out of office for his attitude. Does he get in there without that attitude? I, I don't know. But clearly, the important stuff that I think uh, he's done very, very well for the country. And yes, I would vote for him again. I think Biden's going to be a disaster. I'm hoping for the best. So far, the stock market is settling in. It looks like it's you know moving up and is looking for uh, a holding pattern in the Senate and the House. But we'll really see. I, I just, despite all the flaws, and we can go on for four hours, yes, I would absolutely vote for Trump again in, in a heartbeat versus Biden. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Thank you. So the point, the point I wanted to make to that gentleman, hopefully he's still listening, is six months from now when 98% of the population has gotten uh, the vaccine and the coronavirus is pretty much dead, see if we're still being forced to uh, wear masks. And, and that it's, um, it, it, again, it's a symbolic thing. Talk about masks being political. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, has said in order to speak and be in the House, you have to wear a mask. Yet when she's in her personal life getting things done at the French Laundry or, or getting her hair done, she doesn't wear a mask. The hypocrisy is ridiculous. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI. Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. Let's go to uh, 10 Crystal View Drive, a beautiful uh, new property. 
up in uh, Boroughville at the Steer Farm Estates. It's the newest executive development up there. And this property at 499 is um, uh, under construction. It's got two and a half baths, three bedrooms, and it is, um, shall we say, an awesome piece of property, Scott McGee tells me. Uh, the, the, the lot has lots of possibilities, uh, meaning uh, you can do the garden out, uh, outside or uh, maybe put in a nice pool. I don't know. Uh, and, but inside, the hardwoods are beautiful. The granite is, uh, is uh, there's granite all over that kitchen. You get an appliance credit. Choose the color, choose the make, and the uh, size of um, of refrigerator and and dishwasher you want. Uh, there's uh, a two car garage with the openers. Really a spacious lot. There's a landscape package that's included in the price, meaning that uh, it's not landscaped. But you uh, say, well, I'd I'd like uh, shrubs here or trees there, and that's all part of the package. And if you're interested in um, and talking to Scott McGee about this, 639-2906 is his telephone number. And we're talking about that brand new Steer Farm Estates house going up in Boroughville. Roast House open for lunch. Was there the other day. Looking down the menu, Roger decided to have the uh, chicken and chips. And let me tell you, when the chicken comes, there is so much chicken breast meat in there. And uh, it is... Um, Served with um, French fries and coleslaw, and it's six ninety nine. It's a luncheon portion, but um, it was uh, completely satisfying, and you'll enjoy it. Uh, they have the open faced sandwiches, the fish tacos, uh, chicken chips like I had, a nice chicken Caesar wrap, and uh, also the French dip roast beef sandwich, which is five ounces of thinly sliced roast beef on a bulky roll. Served with a nice dipping sauce and one side of your choice and a big deli pickle spear. Six ninety nine. Lunch today at the Roast House, Farm Street in Blackstone. We'd love to see you come in and um, take advantage of our luncheon menu. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. We are back to uh, the uh, Upfront panel for this Tuesday. Roger and Chris at the uh, microphones here in the studio, and hopefully you at the other end. We'll be talking about um, about the Mexican-U.S. border again. Looks like that's going to come back in the news, huh? Yeah, it, it will. There's 11 million, by estimate, illegal aliens in, in the United States, and they're not undocumented. They're illegal when you cross the border illegally. It's an illegal act. They're illegal aliens. So looks like the Biden administration is moving towards uh, you know, making them citizens, and you can debate that whether it's good or bad. But certainly it's funny because... You think about all of the complaining, what's going on in America, how bad we are, how flawed we are, how terrible we are, how racist we are. And then you see a bunch of people around the world who are willing to die to get here. How bad can we be? You know, think about that. So, hey, we, um, no, we'll, we'll say that. Let's take the call. Sorry. Okay. Hello there. Real comments, Sorry, please. Roger. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Yeah, was it, uh, I'd like to talk about some of the policies that, uh, uh, President, President Biden is going to enact and just to, to me is that it's going to destroy it's going to destroy this economy uh, and also also the fact is is that it's like you're digging you're digging yourself a huge hole that you're not going to be able to get out of it for, for generations would you name one of the uh, policies that you're concerned about well his fiscal his fiscal policies all these, you know, he, he talks about, you know, the Green New Deal and how much of this is going to cost us. He wants to get into the, 
uh, the, the Paris, uh, Paris Accord. Yep. It's going to cost us more money. Yep. I mean, all these, all these different policies, it's like it's got basically we're giving away free money for nonsense. There's no question about it. I I am a history buff when it comes to presidential politics, and if you go back and you can look at every debate, uh, Republican, Democrat, for years and years, there was a discussion, the United States is somehow, someday going to be energy independent, and it finally came to fruition in the last, like, 10 years, and now we're going to go back on that. We're going to have countries who hate our guts going to control our oil supply. You probably will see four or 450 at, at the pumps. There's no question about it. the Paris Accord. China is exempt from it. The, you know, the two biggest polluters in the world are India and China, and they're pretty much ex exempt from this. It's, it's a disaster. We gave tons and tons of money, uh, helicopters of money back to uh, Iran uh, for the nuclear arms deal, and now we're going to reopen it. There's no question about it. And again, I said this, and I had some pushback. I think for the short term, we're probably going to be okay, but we're going to have a $35 trillion deficit by the time he's done his first and only term. So I, I agree with you. Short Short term is going to be okay. You look at Wall Street, the stock market's, you know, doing okay. The stock market doesn't look out five and ten years. It looks out six and 12 months. So I, I agree with you that there's going to be some issues. It's certainly a, a 180. Uh, the XL pipeline, getting rid of that, is going to put thousands of people out of good-paying jobs, and that's going to make us more dependent on, on oil. There's no question about it. Um, it's very, very frustrating. Well, like I said, uh, then again, too, if, if the president has to uh, deal with uh, China, well, he, we know he's bought and paid for. Mm -hmm. so, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's to me, the man shouldn't even be, shouldn't even be president. <coughs> but he but will he be, be in jail tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, there are, you know, there are 80 million Americans who voted for him. And the president, and I, we agree with the last caller, really got in his own way. If he had, a, I mean, I've said this, and, and this is not a big uh, observation, but if he had a little bit of Ronald Reagan in him, you know, instead of telling everyone how bad they are, um, he, I th he'd be, he would have been reelected in, in a landslide. There are people who just hate his guts and can't see past the policies. For me, I try to take a step back and look at the policies and not, and not the person, and they, they were pretty darn good. Thank you for your call, so, caller. Have a good day. All right, uh, so that gentleman is uh, apprehensive about the uh, prospective policies of the incoming president as he gets inaugurated tomorrow. Well, uh, I'm glad to hear, however, uh, Chris, uh, that for the time being, you know, and I kind of live day to day, <laughs> for the time being, uh, things are um, okay with our economy. But I'm uh, asking you the very simple question. Uh, this spike in gasoline prices that we're seeing in the last uh, couple of uh, weeks, um, is that something that, um, let's say Trump won the election and, uh, and he was going to be re-inaugurated tomorrow. Would we be seeing that or is this somehow related to our excessive spending of giving out uh, all kinds of um, bonuses and surpluses, uh, not surpluses, but stimulus? Or, or is this just um, the way that uh, oil prices go up and down? My personal opinion, I'm speaking for myself. That's it, all I'm asking is, Yeah, is that a small part of it is the fact that we're having inflationary environment because oil and gold and most commodities in the world are priced in U.S. dollars. So the more you have of something, the less valuable it is. But I believe that 80% of it, at least, is because Biden became president and is going to be president tomorrow because all of his policies are pointing towards taking away America's energy independence. Right away, the Keystone Pipeline, which, you know, environmentalists have attacked and, you know, hey, if, if you're really an environmentalist, and then you shouldn't have electricity. You should live in a hut somewhere and, and live by candlelight. You've got to have oil to drive an economy. Um, so I feel 80% of it is because of Biden. 20% uh, of it or less is because of the weakening U.S. dollar. Well, if that is the case, then uh, I think that we can expect our, uh, besides our gasoline pump uh, uh, credit card, <laughs> sometimes I pay. Uh, sometimes I pay in cash, but we can expect our our gas pump bill to be higher. But that's going to affect our heating bill, right? Uh, electricity and uh, and and uh, and gas bill and and it's just 
cost of living is going to go up. A a a absolutely. There's no question about it. One of the policies that we didn't discuss with that gentleman, and I don't know if it, how much traction it's going to have, but they want to have a national minimum wage of $15 per hour. Well, I'm old enough to know that years ago, McDonald's, you could go get a half, you know, Big Mac meal, and it was probably $3.25. I think it's about $11 now. And you got people like Gina Raimondo saying we have to have a minimum wage of $15. Well, in fact, some of these taxes are so regressive. The TDI tax, it's only up to like, I think, 80-something thousand dollars, but it's, a not, it's almost $1,000 per person. If that was done by the private sector, uh, TDI would be $300 per, per person per year. And so what do they do? They expand TDI so you can be a caregiver. So you can get on TDI, you can go down to Florida for six weeks and give your parents their pills and you qualify for TDI. So there's so many taxes and so many policies that are regressive. Clearly, if you make $15 an hour to be the minimum wage at, say, McDonald's, now you're looking at a $14, $15, Big Mac meal. It's all in that realm. So that's another policy. The Green New Deal, that one scares the Jesus out of me. It was estimated at $94 trillion to eliminate airplanes, to um, you know worry about fighting cows, to make sure that people are provided a basic income, whether they're unwilling or unable to work. You know, you, you're really you know, messing with the American dream there. 7690600 is our telephone number. And um, happy day. <laughs> I'm thinking of Larry Poitras as he, as he ends his program. Happy days are here again. I can't wait for the happy days. All right. This is uh, time for another uh, advertisement. And uh, we do invite your calls and comments, 7690600. And we'd love to talk to you. It's the Upfront program. It is a talk show. And we, uh, we will pick up that telephone as soon as you call us. Short of that, we'll bring up uh, topics of our own. May I talk about Grumpy's in South Bellingham? And remember, on a Monday through Thursday basis at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, we introduce our $10 meal. And it's usually five or six uh, items, as a matter of fact. As a public service, I'm, I'm such a, a nice guy, Chris. I was at Grumpy's uh, the other night, and I took a picture, a copy, of uh, the $10 meals. And I want to give you an idea of what happens when you, um, when you go in there. And, and they give you the regular menu at Grumpy's. There's no question about that. But then they, um, they show you the $10 menu. And uh, I, I have a picture of it here. Yeah, here it is. $10 dinner specials. On a give this is not tonight. But this could be any night. Baked stuffed uh, rigatoni, uh, oven stuffed green peppers with uh, lean Angus ground beef um, in the stuffing. And um, so any, maybe I can use your help here, Chris. Is it, ha is it Haddock uh, Caprice or Caprissier? Or, uh, I have to see it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let, me sh let me show it to you. It's uh, right there in the middle. Would you call that Haddock Caprice? Um, uh, I, I would call it Caprice, but... Um, Capri I like that. It's yes. a, that sounds more, um, more uh, shall we say, sophisticated. Anyway, it's <laughs> fried haddock filet topped with uh, banana peppers and uh, black olives and so many other good things. And then they have the chicken teriyaki bowl. And then they had Louisiana chicken uh, that night. And if you don't care for any of the items, you just go to the regular menu and order something off the menu. A final part of the message here for Grumpy's is the five ninety nine luncheon specials. And uh, one of those is um, two hot dogs with french fries. And I have a friend. Uh, it's not you, Chris. Um, uh, you're a friend. <laughs> but uh, I, can, I can call this guy up today at his office and say his name's Roger, too. Roger, how about going over to Grumpy's for two hot dogs with french fries? Not because it's me calling. He wants the hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs grilled to your um, to your specification uh, with the hand cut fries and pickles. Five ninety nine. It's one of the luncheon specials at uh, Grumpy's. My favorite is the chink chicken tender lunch. Four chicken tenders with French fries, and then um, you can have them uh, honey mustard. But I like them uh, with um, the um, jalapenos. And um, what was the um, other ingredient? Um, well, anyway, uh, it's a very spicy chicken tender lunch. You'll find it right there at Grumpy's, Pulaski Boulevard in South Bellingham, Massachusetts. They have the fried clam plate, too.
You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. How you doing over there, Chris? I'm doing really well, but <clears throat> I was anticipating the inauguration speech tomorrow with our new president, but unfortunately I saw a copy ahead of time, so I'm not as excited. You want to know how it starts? Uh, for President Joseph Biden? Yeah. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition of all men are created equal. Is that how he's going to re read it? <laughs> Obviously, I'm being facetious. Oh, but you in, are? Yes. Uh -huh. in, in 1987, it looked like Biden's career was done. He was running for president in 1988, and he was uh, accused of plagiarism. Mm -hmm. and, so is that four score and seven years ago? Uh, yes. No. That is the Gettysburg Address from Abraham uh -huh. Lincoln. I'm well, being, no, but I mean, it was, was 19. I wrote that, oh, that much I knew. No, four uh, sc a score is 20 years. Yeah, so uh, that would be 80, 87 years ago. Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Roger, figured it out. Yeah. So it wasn't 87 years ago that he uh, he got accused of plagiarizing. Right, he was still a young man in his 40s. Let's but, grab some calls. But again, it's uh, people forget about that. That the point I'm trying to make is uh, in politics, you can come back. Richard Nixon came back, and Joe Biden came back. Oh, you can come back. And we've had some local ones come back. Roger Gillette came back. Right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, then I so remember Francis Langtill after. Losing so many elections here in Woonsocket, uh, came back. The Civic Party, yep. <laughs> All right. All right. I almost, I almost gave somebody else's name out there, but it would have been probably not in good taste. But anyway, <laughs> let's press a button here and say hello. 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 Um, two things. I forgot what program on your station yesterday. They read, uh, uh, there's a book out about Biden's past, and one of the things he's he was against was integrating the blacks and the whites. He said it would be like a jungle out there. Oh, yes. They were talking about having inter... Um, um Mixing in schools, and uh, he he didn't want to do that. He didn't want uh, desegregation of schools. He said it would be a racial jungle. That's that's something yeah. that uh, Biden has said. Yeah, and you know people, I, you know we had a caller talk about the flaws of of Trump, which are many, and all of us are, are many. But uh, Joe Biden's best friend in um, in the Senate was Robert Byrd, who was a, who was the head of the KKK at one point. Um, so. Yes, um, Biden is not my guy. He, he's my no. president. I didn't vote for him, but he's he's our president. We're going to support him, but uh, he's not my guy based on his past. Well, and then he's going to shut the pipeline down because he wants to uh, do more green green energy, which means uh, it'll probably be like California in a couple of years. They can only buy those uh, electric cars. Yeah, it's and, it's yep, it's unreal. That's why we have elections every four years. And, you know, they shut the electricity off in California because it's, it's these uh, demand is so high. So that's what he's doing. But he's, the woman that's going to be in charge of the Green Deal or whatever you call it, she has quite a bit, uh, quite a few investments in companies that do that. So, you know... Push you beyond for that, too. Well, well something like that should, you know, if they're doing something like that, they should put their money in a blind trust. But appreciate your call. Yeah. Okay. Have a good Have one. A good day. Bye bye. Let's go to the next line. Hello there. What's your call? Hello there. Hi. Yes, uh, the gentleman that called you and tried to down Trump and get you to say that you wouldn't vote for him again, uh, I wonder if. He and people like him understand everything that you have talked about since he got off the line, that costs are going to go up because of Biden's ways. I wonder if they realize that. I, I just can't, I, I cannot figure out how people like him can be realistic and say that it was good that we got rid of Trump. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, um... I'm, you know, people's financial advisor, and then every time I talk to them, I say, you know, you would, you know, you wouldn't be able to retire if it wasn't for me. You know, I, I saved you. I mean, that's the way Trump does it, and he got to where he is with a certain amount. But his policies, in my opinion, I agree with. I don't know them all. I agree with what I know of 95% of them. The country is going to take a step back. 
Short term, as I mentioned, Wall Street's looking at short term, six to 12 months. We're going to see a lot more stimulus spending. But when you start encouraging people to get more money when they stay home, that, that's when everything's going to hit the fan. But there's no question. Um, when I play up at, uh, I, I play golf in, out, of, uh, out of Norton, Mass., and a lot of these people are very liberal, but we have very good conversations about the pluses and minuses. None of them really like Trump, but they kind of understand things. People who voted, 70 percent of the people who voted don't understand the ramifications of what's going to happen. And they're going to we're going to have two years to see it. November 2022, I would think strongly and hopefully I'm still here and I'm still on the show and can talk about it. But I think the Republicans are going to come back very, very strongly. Well, yeah, in two years. I think so, too. And to tell you the truth, that's my only hope. But the guy that called you, he sounds like he's very intelligent. He sounds like he's college educated. Absolutely. He, you know, he, he makes a, a good point, And maybe my point, my, maybe my retort is weak. But any day of the week, I would choose Trump, even after everything that happened over what Biden represents. Biden represents 47 years of failed policies in, in the Senate. Uh, before you leave, uh, uh, I want to uh, give you my interpretation of that guy's call. Uh, I got the impression that his theme of calling was that uh, the reason that Donald Trump lost the election was because of Donald Trump and some of the missteps that he made uh, in the final year of his presidency. I don't think he was asking me whether I was going to vote for Trump again, I think that Mr. Boule has said if he has the opportunity to vote for Trump again, I think you said you would. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, Mr. Boule is clear on that. But the caller's theme, I believe, was that um, uh, the reason that Joe Biden is going to be sworn in tomorrow is because of Donald Trump's mistakes uh, toward the uh, end of his presidency. And I agreed with him. To that point, I, w I would agree mm -hmm. also. Well, that was the point, I think, of his phone call. That's the way I got it. Did you see it as a different type of phone call? Um, no, I, I think I think he was he was uh, needling me a little bit, which is great, about my continuous support of the president. He wanted me to defend the president. He doesn't like him. And he says he was his own worst enemy in terms of becoming unelected. And I agree with him, but I think also I'm not sure that the president gets elected initially if he doesn't have some of those criterion but he, he did it too much you know there's there's people out there uh, um he, he just insulted so so many people that eventually it seemed like it was going to catch up with him he was just hoping he'd have you know four more years and then r right into the sunset anything else sir so you have, so you have uh <clears throat> two people running for president you don't like trump because <coughs> excuse me you don't like Trump personality, so you turn around and you vote for the other person who's going to turn around and literally kill this country with, with uh, changing everything, all the positives that Trump has done. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Well, I guess, it, yeah, it really depends on, on how you look at the big picture, because we lost a lot of time to the Chinese under the Obama administration. We gained a lot of it back in an incredibly quick amount of time under, the, under President Trump. And four years of, I mean, four, four years of Biden, uh, we're going we're gonna to lose a lot. There's no question about it. Thank you, sir. Hopefully Thanks a lot. We'll, hopefully we'll get some more muscle in Congress. Absolutely. Slow down some of Biden's... Uh Way changing of things. But anyway, thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you very much. Let's go to another call. This is the Upfront program on WNRI. Hello. Um, yes, good morning, Roger. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. I've been listening. And you know, um, my name is Anna Murray. I agree with all of you. Um, I um, understand that there are always many sides to a story, and I sometimes understand the psychology behind it. Um, I'm a Trump supporter, but I always would cringe sometimes when words would come out of his mouth and when he would do all that um, texting and all that stuff on the public. You know, he, would, he didn't have a filter. And, you know, what makes you bad makes you good. And um, when he was on The Apprentice, you know, people watched the show and felt like, oh, you're fired. And that gave him... People liked it. They had a good following from that. But then when you're in the seat of the president of the United States of America, uh, people aren't expecting you to be that 
um, dictatorship, I, I want to say, in some sorts. I may be using the wrong word, but I don't know if you can understand my message. Like, you can be right and wrong in the same sentence. Oh, no, com completely agree. Um, we all have our strengths and our, and our weaknesses, and sometimes your weaknesses become your strengths. I, I, that's what I said. Yeah. One of, one of the things for, for me, I was in management for, um, for 11 years at Textron, and um, I was chosen the best manager in the company three out of 11 years. I'm very proud of that. But I could be very irritating to some of the senior people because I had my way of doing it. And they said, your strengths are your weaknesses. It showed up in every review, saying you're, you're full of uh, energy and you're doing great things, but you're, you're, you know, you're pushing back too hard at senior management. And um, I don't know if I've ever learned from it, but it's a fact. That's what happened. So my strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Chris, um, I was trying to um, make a connection to you. Um, can you give me your email? Or uh, I didn't know if you were still at Branch. I might have been in the wrong place. But, yeah, my, per my personal email is my first and last name, Christopher Boule at iCloud.com. Yeah, but it's 11 letters. So Christopher Boule, nothing in the middle, at iCloud.com. If it's business-related, it's Christopher.Boule at UBS.com. But, but uh, you choose the one, and um, I'm happy to connect with you. Christopher Boulay. Uh, no, Christopher Boulay. I'm 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 uh, conflating things. Personal Christopher Boulay at iCloud.com. My business is Christopher at UBS.com. Can you spell Boulay for me? B O U L E Y. Yep. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. Today is Tuesday, and that means it's um it's Burger and Brew Haha Day at uh, River Falls Restaurant. Twelve bucks. That's all you have to do is put down $12 on the counter and order any burger from the menu and any draft beer from their draft beer menu. $12 Tuesday, burger and brew ha at River Falls. Tomorrow, Wednesday, the original dinner for two. I've got one of these uh, Winter Wonderland cards in my pocket. I've asked Chris to use his x-ray machine at work <laughs> to see if uh, what's in it. But he wouldn't do it. You're just too ethical. <laughs> I'm kind of glad to hear that, too. But anyway, the Winter Wonderland promotion is on right now. And I have, um, or we have, um, uh, the 27th of January to use this up. So maybe we'll head over to River Falls um, either tonight for the uh, the beer and, and burger ha-ha brew. Or tomorrow night for the original dinner for two. That's $39 with a nice bottle of wine, and they have some nice Italian wine. Very nice uh, quality when we were in there last time. And you get the two entrees, the coffee, the dessert, uh, the soup or the salad. It's really a good deal. 39 bucks at River Falls tomorrow night. And the Birch Chicken Dinner uh, is ten ninety five this coming Sunday, last uh, Sunday promotion there for the Birch Chicken. All right. And then it goes back to its regular price. Have one more ad, and then we'll grab some more calls. There's a church nearby where members are kind and friendly. May we invite you to attend services at the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Services are now available on Facebook or Skype on the Internet. Call 658-2748 for information on seeing us online. It's the church where you can hear the gospel, believe in Christ, repent, confess, and be baptized. Join us this week for our prayer and Bible study. Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Sunday services at 1 p.m. Our sermons are understandable to grow you in faith and available online. Again, we are the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, inviting you on your journey of salvation, with services now available on Facebook and Skype. So You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. How you doing over there, Chris Boulay? I'm doing terrific. What do you got? I did want to point to um, a great editorial or op-ed in the um, in the Musaka Call this morning. It says, I'm starting the article. Thousands of protesters rushed to the Capitol Wednesday night, forcing their way through doors, crawling through windows and jamming corridors. That is how one newspaper described the storming of the Capitol. But it wasn't the Washington Capitol. It was the state capital of Madison, Wisconsin, a decade ago. That's when Scott Walker, the governor, wanted to make it a right-to-work state. And the Democrats attacked the state house. And there were people, fellow, there were, there were Democrats, representatives, who were telling the invaders where the Republicans were so they could you know, try to kill them. And at the time, the Speaker of the House 
Nancy Pelosi praised the occupants for the impressive show of democracy in action, to stand in solidarity with the union activists, and she supported it. She only has a problem with it. It was her own safety that was a problem in the Washington uh, Capitol. But the Democrats were all for it back in 2011. So this is really disgusting. One of the negatives of being in politics as long as Nancy Pelosi is, is that you become, you know, cynical and you don't care about the people and just doing it for yourself. The secondary part of it is you've got a record to, that people can challenge. So here we go. Ten years later, she's all got a concern about, and I guess there should be a concern, but she's got a concern about the invasion of the Capitol. But she encouraged it and supported it when it happened in Madison, Wisconsin, against the Republicans. So I, I think that's BS and, and terrible. Let's take another call. We've got them. Hey. Uh, it's a talk show, right? Hello there. What's on your mind today? Good morning, fellas. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I, uh, I've been listening and uh, been quiet, reserved, been a little bit down in the dumps. But what I don't hear people talking about, and it upsets me greatly, because I do attempt to be an honest man every day, is the, the amount of... Uh, no one seems to want to discuss the cabal. The, the takedown of a president. Uh, and that really hurts me deeply as an honest man. Uh, I can't even stand that people at this point seem to be just whistling past the graveyard, so to speak. Uh, it just blows my mind that an election could be stolen and then in an attempt to justify, uh, well, there wasn't enough to tilt the election. I think that that's probably one of the greatest lies I've ever seen told in regards to politics. On a different note, Roger, I want to thank you for uh, pronouncing the word advertisement correctly. Uh, well, thank you. I was, a wee, <laughs> I was a wee pup at Mount St. Charles Academy when a French teacher, Brother Gerard, uh, schooled us all. How do you spell advertisement? A-V-E-T-E-R or whatever it is, I-Z-E? In other words, people say advertisement. <laughs> so I learned that in about the 10th grade uh, from Brother Gerard, how to really pronounce the word. And I swear you're the only guy that I ever heard that pronounces it properly other than myself. So I enjoy the show. I listen when I can. Uh, but again, where's the, where's the, and I've said this in the past, where's the outrage at the cheating and the lying and the manipulation? And, and if that, is true, which I believe it to be true, then what does that say about our government going forward? Before, Regardless yeah. if, if we, it was Biden or, 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 a, or a blank fake. Yeah, before we let you go, though, I, I, I'm, I'm hearing you, and one of the things that gives me pause, and again, I, I've supported the president. I made a comment uh, 10 minutes ago that I would vote for him again. What about the Attorney General Bill Barr, who, who really would probably want to be Attorney General for four more years under Trump, said there, wasn't an, there isn't enough? And that, that gives me pause to, to kind I'll of take a step right back. Let me jump right at that. Go ahead. Bill, Bill Barr in his working history, made millions of dollars off Dominion. Ah, I guess that one just got by everybody. But the truth of the matter is, is that all the, the swamp is such a, it's such a deep, it's so intertwined into the, into American politics today that, uh, geez, I, I, I read an article and I tried to bring attention to it to people via social media or whatnot. Uh, did you guys see this? Uh, Bill Barr was a was a, an attorney for Dominion Software, oh, and he just doesn't happen to see the cheating. And I and I wonder if you looked at his bank book the next day, how much of money went into his account. And I say that, and I don't even have hesitation because I just don't feel. Look at Joe Biden. Will you for crying out loud? Do I want to pick on an old man? Hell no. But for goodness sakes, Almighty, when I see the the makeup of these people. When I when I've heard the barrage of you know Trump sucks, Trump sucks, Trump sucks. You can't you can't look away from it. If you do, you're disingenuous. We're gonna put another call. Th in. Thank you so much for the call. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks Bye -bye. for sharing your thoughts. All right, let's press that. Let's squeeze that call in. Hello there. Your comments. Hello, I'll make 
Yeah, I'll make it quick. <clears throat> now, I'm only saying this for one reason. Um, the faster Donald Trump gets out of there, the better. And I am a major supporter of Donald Trump. But the media, still every single story is about Donald Trump. There's no focus on Biden's um, policies. So, right, believe me, I don't want him out of there. I agree exactly with the guy, the last guy just said, too. There's no doubt it's, it's, this is a corrupt election. But the faster they can get out of there, I, 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 don't, I presume they're still going to focus on him no matter what and try and keep biden's actual words out of the press that is an but interesting they, question from a journalistic point of view that i'll be watching yes and, yeah. you know and i agree with 100 percent what you're saying because you know who they're focusing on is kamala harris and the groundbreaking right. thing that she has done and if and that's key, right i agree it's taking it off of uh, biden's policies i agree with you 100 percent all right thanks, thanks guys thanks. thank you all right what uh what didn't we cover on your little list of uh of topics uh, uh, very quickly uh -huh. um they're in, um accusing uh domestic terrorism possibility of the twenty five thousand national guards because they're white and male and basically only 20 percent of white males voted for biden so therefore uh senator cohen and the uh, biden administration has to vet every national guard member because they think they might be a domestic terrorist is that right? Yes. And <laughs> I, I know you talked a little bit about Harvard University. Basically, some of the students, we don't know how many, are passing a petition. They want to take the degrees away from people who worked in the Trump administration. That really should deflate the value of a Harvard degree. All right. Um, so it's a group of students that are advocating this, huh? Right. But, uh -huh. but not to be lost, that this, the Senate, the uh, representative from New York, uh, was kicked off the advisory committee because she, she supported Trump. All right. Well, I will say one thing. I think that uh, President Joe Biden will be, uh, well, elect Joe Biden will be, will be inaugurated as president tomorrow. And so we will have plenty of talk show material because I think between he and the vice president and the incoming Congress, there'll be uh, plenty of what we call talk show fodder. Right? I agree. That's F-O-D-D-E-R. <laughs> Back in a minute. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs reintroduces Flip Flop Wines, a California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored with amazing taste. Listen to this. We have two bottles of Flip Flop Wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, Regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. Still on sale, Tisdale Wines from California. In six varieties, including a Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and Moscato choices. And yes, again, two bottles for $10. And we continue with the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light, 30-pack, $25.50 plus tax. New hours for the convenience of customers, open daily at 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer, wine, and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. Have a question? Call 765-1800 and speak to Mike the Manager. Are you going to the polls on March the 2nd, Chris? Um, I don't know if we should bother. Like Mr. Poitras says, there's never been a bond that hasn't been supported by Rhode Islanders. So the bond issues are put up there, and they're probably going to be 70-30, all of them. We'll chat a little bit about it on Thursday. It's 